up guys thanks for tuning in to another jags podcast this is our post game episode where we're going to be breaking down the jags and the jets game which ironically the blue angels were in jack's beach the same day so it was like jets on the day of the jets it was awesome the crowd was loud they were super involved especially on defense and the team came away with a 29 to 15 win. Before we jump in to the breakdown, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We are at Another Jags Pod and Facebook, Instagram, Another Jags Podcast. Also, our YouTube channel um, now has our video episodes. If you're watch, if you're listening to this through a podcast app or something like that, um, check out our YouTube channel. We have some videos that we are breaking down on this video. So, um, without further ado, let's jump into. Uh, your thoughts about the game. So we look on Twitter and and we say, all right, Jags fans, recording our post-game show, give us your thoughts. Brent Papineau says, refs robbed Leonard and my fantasy team of a touchdown. Wide receivers are not the worst in the league, just needed a better quarterback. Stop the flags. 91 needs to get paid. Conley and Campbell need to be signed for two more years. Ghostbusters music was awesome. There's a lot in that. I like the Ghostbusters. If you didn't hear the Jags played in the music uh, the ghostbusters theme uh, we can thank our boy wesley for that jaguars dj um but there's a lot in this for sure first of all you know wide receivers not as bad as people think right 91 needs to get paid yeah he looked good conley and campbell need to be signed for two more years you know you know Campbell is signed, so Campbell's good. Uh, he's, he's actually making a lot of money uh, next year. Chris Conley, yeah, I think it's a guy they definitely extend. We'll look at a little bit of what he does here in a minute. Uh, but how about Marquise Lee getting injured? How about Keelan Cole with the touchdown? Like, the receivers, they're, they looked good today. Conley looked good. D.D. Westbrook was injured. You know, it was they were kind of up and down, but... Conley, 103 yards on only four receptions. DJ Chark, 79 yards on six receptions. Leonard Fournette, seven receptions for 60 yards. How about the day from Leonard Fournette? And don't forget our catch from Josh Oliver. Uh, We had a Josh Oliver sighting. Not only did he play, he had a reception. It was awesome to see uh, Josh Oliver back in the game. Uh, Good for him. But how about DJ Chark? Let's look at DJ Chark play here, Okay. Uh, let's, let's kind of see what we're doing here. We got Minshew an empty set formation. Love it. Love the empty set right off the bat. Three by two formation. Uh, it looks like they have three down linemen. They're, it looks like they're going to blitz this guy from the five tech. Uh, it looks like they're in like their Jets are in their infamous cover one, cover three hybrid, right? Where this guy's catted up with him, who's catted up with him. And uh, let's see what happens here. Look, notice it's third down. And for those listening, it's second quarter, 10-33. Third and four, we were on our own 11-yard line. Love this coverage. So when you see cover three, you're thinking automatically what a smash concept is going to be. It's a corner, maybe a little hitch, maybe something in. So watch these three receivers up here. Watch these three receivers up here and look what they do. Two hitches here by Oliver and it looks like Conley. Doing a hitch. And then you have DJ Chark running the corner from the slot. Beautiful throw. Beautiful catch. A little bump on the coach on the way out. I mean, that's just that's just sound football right there. 
I mean, that's football that, that that's, that's Minshew looking at the coverage, reading cover three, and then saying, you know what? We're going to hit this corner route on a three-step drop out of empty gun formation. Loved it. I mean, DJ Chark, I mean, is really emerging as one of the best players on this offense. And, and it's, it's what everyone thought he could be when we drafted him. But he finally is coming to be into that. How about Gardner Minshew, though? How about Gardner Minshew on his game? 22 for 34, 279 yards and three touchdowns. You think Minshew makes it? You think, you think Minshew is like rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year? I mean, these numbers are, are disgusting. Well, let's look at another throw here. I love this. Look at this. 10-gun, one running back, four net in the backfield. They're two-by-two two formation. You got Chark on the outside, Oliver on the inside slot. Looks like Conley, and then I'm guessing that's Westbrook at this point. They're on their own 30-yard line. There's first quarter, a minute 30 to go. Second and seven. They put DJ Chark in motion. He comes in. Look at this. First of all, couldn't DJ Leonard Fournette whiffs on the block. We, we got to back this up. I'm sorry. We got to back this up. Jamal Adams basically comes from the linebacker position. He looks like he's pressing up. Look at this great. Look at this disguise. Perfect disguise. Jamal Adams comes in right here. Jamal Adams has him dead to rights. I mean, he's Jamal Adams has, has Minshew pretty much wrapped up around the waist. Minshew Gets out of it, uses his athleticism, buys some more time in the pocket. Look at your boy Will Richardson holding his block right here. Beautiful strike to Chris Conley. Keeps his eyes downfield, hits Chris Conley, and it's going to be a touchdown. 70-yard touchdown. That might be a little reason why Conley's average was 25.8 yards per reception. I mean, it's basically, it's what you want to see out of a quarterback. And there's all these questions about Foles coming back, and I know that's going to be a topic for high debate. But it's looking like that Foles might not get his job back. They were talking about on the national radio on whether or not the Jags are going to have to make this hard decision. And and they really, I think they are. They're going to have to make a decision on whether Minshew is their starter going forward or Foles is their starter. I mean, because look, there's, there's literally an ant on my microphone. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Uh... Foles is coming back with of he's we're paying him like 40 million this year. 40 million. I think next year he's getting 70 million or, or he's getting 30 million for a total of 70 million. He's getting paid so much money. Could you trade him for a third round pick to like the Bears? Dump that cash, 30 million next year. Bears need a quarterback. Their team is pretty solid. They just need a quarterback. I mean, Conley Staying with the route, Minshew finds him down the field. Great play. Great read. Great catch. Love it. Love to see it. All right, let's get back to more of what you guys have on Twitter here. Uh, Patrick Jackson, if the Texans beat the Raiders tonight, it's a clean sweep on the day for the AFC South teams. When did that last happen? Are we no longer a division of disgrace? And then he tagged Gridiron, which I assume is something that has to do with the AFC South. Um, well, recording this podcast, I'm recording this podcast pretty late, so I'm guessing the game is over. Um, I've been prepping for this podcast for a while, so I haven't really watched uh, any any football. So I don't know what the score is at this point. 
Um, I can find it for you. Texans won 27-24. So it's clean sweep. Clean sweep for AFC South teams. I don't know the last time that happened. But yeah, I mean, the division is getting better. Division is getting better. Jags are going to pull off having... This is from Sarah, and she's at Sarah Gresham. Jags are going to pull off having both offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Yeah, you know, I think... <laughs> honestly, what, what I think... What does Josh Allen have? Like seven sacks now? And he leads the team in sacks. I mean, he had another great game. How about the pass rush? I mean, Brent Papano touched on it when he said 91 needs to get paid. Admittedly, I was a little hesitant on him because of what he did uh, earlier in the season and like how he's started off slow, but now it's coming to light that I guess he had an injury or something like that. So we'll see uh, if that really had anything to do with it or not, but he appears to have like kind of gotten over the hump of, of the little of, of like getting a sack when he got his first sack. It was, it was good. Let's see. Let's see if we can look at one here. I think this is one. This is a sack by Ngakwe. Um, if you're listening to the pod, you're you're missing the video here, but it looks like the Jets are in their standard 10 formation. Looks like they have trips out to the left and then a single dude tight right. I mean, how easy does this make for a, a defense? I, look, I I've never been a fan of tight formations. Look at look at where they're at here. Look at where Boye's at. Like, why compress the field? Why compress the field? Look, defenses nowadays are predicated on, like, spacing and gaps. And, like, you can pretty much assume that the ball is going to come over to the side of the field. Pre-snap. I, I hate when they go tight. Look, and so they immediately looks like they're going to just start flooding out to, to the weak side, to, to, the, to the boundary here. And Gakwe is out here. He gets a pretty good jump here. Look, anyone that was playing this left tackle today was was eating. I mean, anyone who lined up across from him was was getting the sack. It seemed like. I mean, that's a good move right there. That's a good move. And Gakwe is gonna gonna do his his swim move. He's gonna get to the outside, beat him with speed. But then he's gonna keep his balance. And look, this is where this is such an underrated part of playing defensive line is balance. Look at this. If anyone watching this podcast video cast. Ngakwe is basically like on one foot, almost lateral to the field, horizontal to the field. Any one of us carrying this much weight and this much speed would go down like a ton of bricks right here. He is so athletic. He's so balanced. He's able to keep. He's able to keep his balance. I mean, that's absolutely insane. I mean, he, he looks like a spider monkey right now on the, on the field. Goes a little low. I was I was worried when the, I was worried when he hit him that we were gonna get a call for that, uh, but we didn't. Thank God. Takes him down. Great play. Let's go back. Let's watch it. I want you guys to look at another guy on this play. Taven Bryan. Our boy Taven here is taking a lot of slack over the years, and uh, here he's at. Here he is lined up. And it looks like the three technique. And let's see here. Finally, Taven gets a single, gets, doesn't get double teamed. He got double teamed all game. Looks like they're going to double team Avery Jones here at the strong side three technique. Taven's on the weak side. Look at that. Look, when Ngakwe's about to make the sack, look where Taven has his guy pushed. Look where Campbell has his guy pushed. Look how these three guys, Taven, Calais, and Ngakwe, look how they've shrunk the pocket from being how big it was to start to this is your pocket now. 
look, Taven pushes his center over the pile of bodies, and the center had no idea, or the guard, the right guard. Great play. Great play. Love to see it. So, man, the D-line stepped up. It, it, it overall was just a, a great game for the defensive line here. All right, let's move right along to your Twitter comments. Realistic Jacks fan says, if Minshew wins next week, he will be the starter after the bye. I wonder, I wonder what y'all think about that. What if, he, what if they barely win? What if they win by 21? Does it change? What if it's not the offense's fault? I mean, 22 for 34, 279, and three touchdowns. I mean, we talked about that. I mean, that's a game, man. That's a game. I mean, he probably will win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He'll probably win the Offensive Rookie of the Week. I mean, who's outplaying him right now? Who's outplaying Gardner Minshew? Nobody. I mean, defensively, Bosa. I mean, Bosa had like that interception. Bosa looks good for the 49ers. 49ers look good. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, Patrick Jackson said... What's worse, running up the score or kneeling in victory formation before the two-minute warning? Look, I'm a fan of running up the score. But I, I get it. I'm, I'm more of an aggressive type of competitive person. Do people remember that type of stuff? I mean, remember the Jets were mad we ran up the score on them last time we beat them last year? I get it, though. You don't want to get anybody hurt. I mean, it seemed like in this game, there were so many injuries. So many people ended up going down. I was just like, let's get out of here. Like, let's just get out of here. It was raining randomly in the middle of the game. It was just like, let's get out of here. Let's, let's, let's not take this. DJ Hayden got hurt. I mean, it didn't look good the way they were holding him, playing in that rain. D.D. Westbrook got hurt. Marquise Lee got hurt. Like, you don't want to see that happen. And uh, I feel like it was good to get them get them out. Uh, Stephen Rays says, against the Jets, he's fine with either option. I guess we don't like the Jets. I guess, I guess it's, we just don't like any team from New York, right? I mean, we had a bunch of beef when the Giants came in. So I guess we just don't like any team now. That's fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. Coleman W. says, secondary still suspect. And then he says, Darnold still seeing ghosts. I th- there's a lot of, I was, I was browsing the Jags subreddit and they were kind of talking about how Trey Herndon's still a liability and, and how playing a good team, they're still going to pick on him. You know, kind of like the way that Joe Flacco did. But to be fair, Joe Flacco, I mean, that was, that was Trey Herndon's first game like as a starter. But I don't know if the secondary's still suspect. Now, if DJ Haynes out for a while, there's no telling. There's no telling what's going to happen because... I mean, who, who who ended up going out there? Breon Borders ended up going out there and playing. Cody Davis played a little bit. Andrew Wingard played. I, I'm thinking, yeah, if if Hayden's out, it's real suspect. But, I mean, I'll, let's look at a couple plays here where the secondary wasn't suspect. And then they looked good. And I understand it's the Jets. Look, I get it. Like, I'm not delusional in thinking that this is a world-class team. I mean, the Jets are one in six for a reason, but still it's an NFL team. They're out there trying. Look, we talked about on the podcast about how Ryan Griffin, we talked about him. Literally, you can go back 
to our last episode that we posted before the game. It was previewing the Jets. And we sat here and talked about how Ryan, well, it was me. I sat here and talked about how Ryan Griffin should not be underestimated. He, he didn't have a good game against the Patriots, but the week before that, he had a good game against the Cowboys. And the Patriots are the best defense in the league. So there's no doubt about it that he's a good player. 6'6", been injured, great hands. There's no reason. I mean, there's no... Obviously, he goes off for four, four, four receptions, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, you got you, you to gotta give it to him. He played well. Demarius Thomas played well. Look, Demarius Thomas, Robbie Anderson, and Jamison Crowder are not slappies. Like, they're good receivers. Like, teams are trying to get Robbie Anderson. Good contending teams are trying to get Robbie Anderson. The Jets haven't traded him yet. Jamison Crowder, undersized, but super fast. Demarius Thomas, five receptions, 63 yards, and 12.6 yards per catch. You have Ryan Griffin, who is apparently a, a Pro Bowl tight end. And let's not forget Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> One of the best receiving backs in the league. This wasn't a slappy offense. And Sam Darnold isn't a terrible quarterback. I mean, three interceptions is not good. But he was 21 for 30. It wasn't like he was 15 for 30. He had two touchdowns. So, I mean, he, I mean he, he only had, besides the three interceptions, he only had six other incompletions in the game. That's pretty good. Anyways, let's look at this player. <laughs> this is in the first quarter. Uh, there's two minutes and 11 seconds left in the quarter. The Jets are driving. They're on the 34-yard line trying to get a uh, touchdown. They're up 7-6 to six at this point, by the way. Let's not forget. The Jets are going to come out there again in their tight package. Like, at Gase, bro, what are you doing, man? Never go tight. Like, always spread. spread. What does the, the college offenses do? Spread. Spread. Sideline to sideline. It works in flag football. It works in college football. It works in the NFL. Go sideline to sideline. Don't do this tight junk crap here. It doesn't work. You're condensing the field. You're condensing the defenses. I, I've never gotten it. I've never gotten it. Okay, Jets come out. Look, they don't. If you're going to be in tight formation, like if you're going to be, this is the, this is the previous play. Sorry, I scoot back a little too far. But if you're going to go, uh, that's nice. That's your boy right there. Okay, if you're going to go tight like this, you're going to have your tight end in the F back position back here, the H back. At least play action, right? Like at least keep the box condensed. The defense is playing in, so you can open up the outside. I mean, that's something that anybody would do, correct? Nope, no play action. I'm just going to do a straight, it's either it's probably a five-step drop, right? <laughs> yep, it's a straight five-step drop. You know, no worries about here. Okay, they're going to run their little bench concept out here. Griffin going to the flat. Uh, no telling, this is like Crowder. No telling where he's going. He's going to run a vertical. So this is your classic bench. Uh, he's going to get, okay, so now he's getting pressured. He gets pressure straight up the middle by Austin Kalitra, who, by the way, led the defense in tackles with five tackles. He's going to rush up the middle of the field not get the sack, somehow let Sam Darnold spin out of it. Darnold does a good job. Darnold does a good job like setting his feet and then like delivering the ball and rocketing it in. Like, like I like that. I like that. Darnold's a good player. And he, he's had the ability to, to, to load quick. He always has. Trey Herndon, beautiful interception. So let's start from the beginning here. So he's going to... Floods everything to the right, and he scrambles to the left, has the one receiver. This is pretty good coverage here. Look, watch. If you watch the receivers, 
three of them are going to flood out to the right, to the strong side, to the field side, whatever you want to call it. They're going to have one receiver out here. One receiver. Breaks out of the sack, goes to panic mode. Should have thrown out of bounds. Obviously, there's a Trey Herndon. Great play by Trey Herndon. That's a great play by Trey Herndon. Look, you can, you can say they're suspect all, all you want, but at the end of the day, that's Sam Darnold, a top draft pick, throwing to Robbie Anderson, a receiver that everybody wants. And then Trey Herndon making the play. Well, we got, I think we have another secondary one on here. Yes, we do. Okay, this is in the fourth quarter. We have eight minutes and 58 seconds left in the game, obviously. Look, the game is not out of reach. It's second and 24, but, I mean, who are we kidding? It's 15 to 22. The Jets are down seven. If, if I'm Adam Gase, I'm trying to pick up uh, a couple yards. I'm trying to pick up half of it, maybe, get to a third and 11, right? Jets come out in 10 formation. Looks like they're in a two-by-one with a tight end here. I'm sorry, that's 11 formation. They're going to come out of here. Jags defense looks like they're in a standard cover. Mm, I guess there's a DB here. This could be probably cover two, right? Standard cover two. Okay, look. You hit Le'Veon here. You get eight to nine yards. You're playing, what, second and 12 or third, or third and 12 and 13? Nope, we're going to go for the bomb, and our boy A.J. Boye is going to make a beautiful over-the-shoulder catch, and he's going to return the ball. So let's look at it again here. Look, I mean, Boye is basically just playing. It could be a cover four. I mean, look how soft Boye is playing. Big play. Yeah, it is big play. And so he throws it here. Boye makes the beautiful catch and returns it. Look, you can call the secondary suspect all you want, but... Look, this they made plays when they needed to, and that's all you can ask for. It's all you can ask for. How they do against the Texans, I don't know. I guess this will be our chance to see how they do against the Texans. I love this right here. I'm glad that I caught this. Look at this. Look at this. You have you have Breon Borders, Austin Kalitro, Jared Wilson, Malachek, Yannick Ngakwe, and then I can't tell who this is here. We posted a picture on our Twitter, and we were like, this was the group everyone predicted <laughs> would be in the pose, right? At the beginning of the season, Breon Borders, Austin Calitro. I love it. Good for those guys. Good for those guys. Go get you some. All right, let's move on to what else we have on Twitter. Um, Heather, but spooky, says, how do you see the Minshew versus Foles situation shaking out after the bye week? What would have happened to the Jags? What would have to happen for the Jags to bench Minshew in favor of Foles? Mm, they lose by a lot. Or they lose. I think if they lose to the Texans, that's a divisional game. And I think they go to Foles. They at least give him a chance. Because, look, this is in the back of everyone's mind. Minshew's good, but could Foles have done the same thing? Could Foles have done all those same plays? Would he not have to roll out? Would he be able to read the field and find the throws? It basically, the question is, is, is the talent there but was the quarterback missing? Because these are all the same guys over there with Blake, too. OC Lions blog says, you should discuss our failure to score from the one-yard line again and that dumb pitch call. Glad you brought that up because I think the pitch call was one I wanted to bring up here. Here it is. Okay. 
to paint a picture for you listening. The Jags are on. It's third and goal. Um, and look, this, there's a lot here to point out. So if you better, you might as well just go watch the YouTube video. It's third and goal. Minshew is 10 of 13 for 161 and two touchdowns. It's the second quarter. There's three minutes left. So a lot of, lot of factors here. Look, first of all, Minshew's dealing, like absolutely dealing. Second of all, you're in the second quarter with three minutes left. Like regardless, runner pass, the Jets are going to have ample time to, to stage a drive. Third and goal from the seven yard line. You're not on the two. You're not on the five. You're on the seven and it's third and goal. You're up by, you know, six points. Maybe as I'm talking it through, were they scared? They just wanted to make sure they get a field goal. But Minshew's dealing at this point. So they come out in there. Uh, again, this tight formation. You know how I feel about tight formation. Like, what's the point? Why not bring him out here and bring him out here? And make him play in space. Yeah, it makes no sense. Okay. Third and goal. I think this is the pitch call I was talking about. I like the motion. I like the, you know, all that. And then just, and look, it. he wasn't going to get out there anyways. Like he gets tackled in the backfield, but if he escapes his tackle or if, you know, Cam Robinson actually reaches his block on this play, then I guess he does reach his block. Sorry, Cam. Then it, he's still getting tackled here. Like Brian Poole's not going to miss that tackle, but 20, whoever he is, is going to clean him up either way. Then we got the clap that wasn't called, and I understand everyone's mad. About, I mean, this is pretty excessive. And if that was it, then like, okay, that's it. But he's following him, and they're still jawing. It's like, dude, Fournette's like, could probably beat you up, right? I don't know. Not great. Not great. All right, let's try to get through these really quick. <laughs> Noah Bennett uh, says, so if we win next week, what trades are we making before the deadline? Mm, do you trade for a tight end? I mean, do you go out there and try to get Anderson from the Jets? Do you go out there and try to get Griffin from the Jets? I mean, I, do you get a linebacker? I mean, they're out there picking up guys off the street. I mean, Akeem Spence is getting a tackle and two assistant tackles. Jared Wilson's out there. Kalitro's out there leading the team in tackles. Cody Davis, Breon Borders, Andrew Wingard. Like, these aren't the guys that you want out there if you're trying to make a run. So, Probably a defensive player because offense seems to be clicking. And um, so maybe defensive player. Alex Moat says, it's time to talk more about Ronnie Harrison than we already have. Quiet Norwell day, which is good. I want one of these performances in a division game. And lastly, are we going to talk about Josh Allen breaking NFL rookie sack record? Or are we worried about jinxing it? Oh, okay. So let's start. Let's just hit this one by one. Ronnie Harrison, great player. Um, he is what he is, though. I mean, he's 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 good. Uh, yeah, he had two tackles, three you know, three assisted tackles. He's good. He's good. Um, quiet Norwell day, which is good. You're right. I think the offensive line actually had their best game of the season this year uh, today. Um, want to win one of these divisional games? Yes, we do. We do want to win one of these divisional games, hundred percent. And I think we will against the Texans. J.J. Watt being out is huge. I mean, we're going to do a whole preview episode, uh, preview podcast about all that. So we'll get to that in a second. Are we going to talk about Josh Allen breaking the NFL rookie sack record? I have no idea what the NFL rookie sack record is. Um, let's see if we can pull it up here real quick. Von Miller, uh, 11 and a half sacks. Allen's at seven. They played seven games. Yeah, I mean, he could. He definitely could, especially with 
uh, some easy teams coming up and some offensive line that we could beat. Preston York says they are who we thought they were. That's true. They were pretty bad and we thought they were, but look, they had, they have some playmakers now. We talked about that already. Like they have some playmakers. Ricky Dalton, finally a great all around game. The red zone still scares me, but Calistro and the newer linebackers played pretty good. No need to carry the momentum need to carry the momentum to London versus Houston. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Um, they did play pretty good. Red zone, you got to score there. But look, they're not putting the ball in Minshew's hands. Like we've said this over and over again. Like when it comes time to the Jags in the red zone, they're putting the ball in Fournette's hands more than they're putting it in Minshew's hands. And Minshew just kind of seems to be ready to take the step. And they're kind of holding them back a little bit. And I understand they're scared of turnovers. I mean, Minshew had a ball that was thrown in the first quarter that probably should have been intercepted. And he had a fumble that was recovered by the Jets so I understand but at some point you gotta let the player play and if he's gonna go 22 for 34 for 279 three touchdowns and zero picks you know you gotta stick with it look they scored points in every quarter they scored 13 points in the first quarter six points in the second three in the third and four in the or seven in the fourth so you, you want their the scoring to stay around the seven range so that's okay I mean it averages I think seven points a a quarter or something like that. I'm not a math major. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're going to be doing a bunch more of these videos in the future now that I figured out how to work my computer. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, follow the social media, um, all these other things. Also, if you follow the Orlando Magic, um, I also have an Orlando Magic podcast. Um, their season starting up soon. So make sure to check that out. A shout out to all our podcast sponsors sb nation overtime media my bookie all those people thank you for uh supporting us and um as always go jags